We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for Jack Ramsey is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, 20% off, free worldwide shipping with a code JACKED. 20 at manscaped.com again that's jacked 20 at manscaped.com and why go with manscaped well manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology i now feel confident shaving my boys so remember, get 20% off and free shipping with a code JACKED20, that's jacked two zero at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code JACKED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this episode of Jacked Ramsey's. I am your host, Danny Morang, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. But, well, we're really not that important because today we've got young Ant Simons. Anthony Simons is joining us heading into training camp. Ant, thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate you having me, sir. Oh, sir now. Okay. Okay. Wow. 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 Listen, he gets into his 20s, he gets to 21, 22, and all of a sudden he goes to sir. Okay. All right. We, we, won't, we won't go any further than that. You guys have mandatory training camp. The, the official start of the season, starting here next Tuesday. Right now, everybody's back in town. Um, heading out at a local high school, getting some workouts in, a little camaraderie, a little team building. What's it like to have a little bit of normalcy to start an 82-game season again? Um, You know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird feeling now because, like, we've been for the past year and a half now, you know, at least towards, like, when they stopped the season, you know, two years ago. Um, you know, everything's back feels like back normal, like in terms of like, you know, just coming in, working out, um, not having to do COVID tests every day, um, not having to have split baskets and stuff like that. So um it's pretty it's pretty cool coming in every day, you know, acting like it's a normal day, um, from you know, two years ago. And we've seen a lot of pictures of you guys playing football with your with your workouts. I'm curious, how do you power rank who truly is the worst football player on the team, and then who would be like <laughs> the top three of the team? Um, 
you know, obviously, uh, like the guys that are from overseas aren't going to be good at football. Hint, hint. He's not naming names, but he's naming names. <laughs> uh, you know, but it depends on like. I don't know. It's kind of hard. I mean, you can tell by just how like how they throw football. If it's you know, it's a little unorthodox. It's kind of awkward. Um, you know, it just you know, some guys are just you know better athletes, I guess. Well, I heard I heard uh-huh. that you can really sling the rock. You're confident in your ability. So I'm curious, how many yards you think you could bomb it? Because I, I'm really interested to hear this number. I'm wondering if I could beat you on a good day. On a good day, like it's a great throw. You got a good step into it. You're launching it. How far do you think the rock's going? On a good day, I think I can get 60. Woo. 60? Woo! Yeah. I think I can beat you. All right, Tannehill. 60 yards is impressive. <laughs> that, that That's a – see, you you and I and if have talked about this. We're going to have to make this happen. Because I'm I – we're, we're like – I, I'm off the crutches. I can walk now. You got to give me a little bit of time to walk to the other end of the field. But we we, we got to get a tape on this because 60s. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but 50, I 50 to 60. Okay, 50 to 60. I'm just saying I did send you a picture, and I was like, mm, see, this is why I don't trust professional athletes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I know you know my limits. Okay. So if, I, if I know I can't do something for sure, like I'm not gonna. Be acting like I'm the best soccer player ever when I never touched a soccer ball like that. And you, and you are Florida man, so I mean that that, that, that kind of comes with it, right? Well, at least when you're from Florida. <laughs> did you play football when you grew up? I did not. Oh, okay. Did you try and somebody stopped you? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I used to I used to play like seven on seven and stuff with the football team in high school, yeah. but that's that's the far as you know my mom would let me go. <laughs> All right, so. You and I talked a couple years ago about how when you came in the league, you were about 6'3", and you had a little bit of a growth spurt. And mm-hmm. somebody somebody had asked me, like, did Ant, did Ant grow? Da, da, da. And this is a, a dumb thing, because I had to ask Greg this the other day, because his char, uh, his combine has him, I think, at like 6'7 and a half, and he says he's 6'9". How tall are you now? I don't I don't know. So, this, so <laughs> I guess there's been a rumor going out that, you know, I've grown – a little taller. Mm-hmm. Two inches, know. I heard, Ant. Two inches. So, yeah, like, I joined this. Obviously, I was looking for fantasy leagues, and I joined this, you know, fantasy team full of, like, you know, Blazers fans. Mm-hmm. Keep asking me, like, is it true that you've grown a couple inches? I'm like, I haven't even measured myself. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we got to figure that out. I don't I don't, I don't know. We, I guess I could, we can figure it out tomorrow. We, we got to get the actual tape out and, and get that figured out. Now, we got a bunch of listener questions. Uh, the first one is, is going to, I mean, we'll, we'll get the slam dunk stuff out of the way right away because Greg, Greg says, Greg Brown says, he wants to know who, who's got the most bounce on the team. Now, last year, you guys had a little competition uh, to see who could get up there between you, Derek, Nas, a couple other guys got involved. But this is kind of the lead, and this is from Matt Eminem. Were you at any point actually considering kissing the rim in the dunk contest? If so, did somebody talk you out of it? Oh uh, yeah, I plan on yeah I plan on getting way closer than I did in the con- dunk contest. So actually, like when the person that was dunking before me, I don't know who it was might have been Cash or Obi, but uh, I actually on the on the side I tried on a mouth guard, but it was like too big, mm. like I couldn't like close my mouth. So. Um, I completely scratched and it was like, I'm just going to try to get close as I can. 
<laughs> so I did that last minute. Danny, let's commend him. He chose a very smart decision. Could you, could you imagine, Ant, having the picture you have now versus the picture with the mouth guard? You're like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like your mouth's forced yeah, open. It doesn't it look crazy. good. Yeah. Because <laughs> you did. It, it was great because you got the right up there, just the, like right at the rim. I mean, it was that's, – that's the nice thing about having those cameras right at the rim, man. It's just, it just – it worked out. So, number one, are we going to have a, a, a in-camp contest to, to settle this before the season? And camp. Because hmm. Greg said he was ready. One day I'll do it. One day I'll do it. <laughs> you got the trophy. He's on your time right now. Yeah. I'm he's like, got to come to you, right? Yeah. I mean, he's 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 now officially the young guy on the team, too. So, I mean. Got to make like, him work for it. Yeah, in that way, I guess. I mean, but obviously Greg has insane bounds, especially for his height. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's gonna be a tough one. I mean, yes, yeah. He's even at his height, like he it looks good while he's in the air. It's not like one of those tall guys that can you know do some tricks and stuff. So now you were you were in the arena for the East Bay, right? Or had you not, not? You you got there like a, like a day later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When you saw that, what was your reaction? Oh, I knew that was coming. Oh, you knew <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> he was doing that AU game. Like it was it was mm. impressive. Caught it and did it automatically, but he's been doing that today, like today, like easily going down, insane, big, doing twenty leg dunks, absolutely. So but in a game is insane. Yeah, in, in game that that's that's bonkers. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna halfway put you on the spot here. Have, have you decided whether or not you're gonna defend your 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 dunk contest crown this year? Um, I mean, yeah, if I get invited again, I'll I'll, I'll most likely do it. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, have we had a champ not invited? Yeah. I don't I'm not sure. I don't you know, I, I think that's kind of like an automatic, like you get your I, chance to, to say yeah. no, right? Because Zach's been brought back, AG's been brought back, they asked Derek to come back. Like I I'm I'm pretty certain that uh, that's like an automatic invite for you, man. <laughs> yeah. You gotta uh, like gotta get in the lab and figure it out. You gotta, you gotta yeah. come up with something new. <laughs> yeah, my 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 trainer Phil once he was like He's like, you don't need to do the dunk contest anymore. Um, I want you to win a three-point contest. That's going to really make me proud. So, mm. And nobody's ever done that before, too. So that's that will be pretty cool as well. Yeah, uh, Dame's the only one that's competed in every event, I still, but I believe. I don't think anybody else has done that yet. It was his, yeah, his first year, right? Yep. Or second, yeah. second, second year, because he didn't, he didn't get in yeah. until the second yeah. year, yeah. So, But he, he, he hit everything. That's a busy weekend, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of offseason, everybody wants to know what this offseason has kind of meant to you, what you've been working on. So take us from the end of the Denver series till now. What what has Anthony Simons been working on? What are you looking forward to kind of showing or showcasing heading into this next season? Um, you know, just you know, basically playmaking, obviously, um, and you know, getting to the rim more often. Um, and obviously, you know, keeping my, uh, you know, my three point where it's at, you know, one of my goals is to shoot, you know, above what I shot last year. So um, I want to make sure, you know, that goes there first, first of all, because, you know, I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, a shooter on the court as well, too, and at a high efficiency. So uh, obviously playmaking, I think this year is going to be great for him because, you know what I mean? He, I think Chauncey's going to give me a lot more freedom to, to, 
step out there and do more than do more than you know obviously what I did last year as well so um, I think it's a real real good opportunity for me to showcase everything that I can do and um you know yeah I'm, I'm just excited for the season you know to get started because it's a new it's a fresh start um you know it's, it's always fun to you know have new teammates learn new plays uh, learn new people especially all the coaching staff and get a feel for them so I'm excited and how big was you're kind of a natural playmaker, so that's a skill set you've always just had. How big was it for you, confidence wise? You kind of became a catch and shoot guy. Your percentage was through the roof. Like, how big was that for your development and where you're at right now? Oh, it was really big. I think, I think, um, just you know, last year is where I finally felt good about you know, you know, you know, my shooting me shooting a three as well because, you know, I think coming to the league, I'm just used to like the the high school three-point line coming to the league so it took me a while to like really get used to shooting that far and I think last first year like you know I was going every day and it felt easy to shoot the three ball so um I think it kind of, it showed when I started playing the game where I was just it almost kind of felt like I was just almost hunting threes in general but cause, like I just felt so comfortable shooting them you know that's all of the shots that I was that I me personally wanted to take your your shot volume, your your shot diet last year was very, very heavy on threes. And you talk mm-hmm. about like wanting to get to the rim more often. When you're when you're in game and you're gonna have a, a, a different when you're out there with that second unit, you're gonna have guys that are that are probably a little bit more active, a little bit more mobile. You've got a Larry Nance Jr. to kind of grease the offense. You're where you fall in the pecking order is probably elevated now. You had some veterans in, in Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Cantor who are have had shot diets their entire career that kind of dictated that they be up the pecking order with those guys moving on. And with now you moving up, that means your, your shot diet probably has to change. You've got to be more than the catch and shoot guy that you've shown. And you were top in the league. I mean, it was, to be honest, it was you, Tony and Joe Harris. So Mm -hmm. you've got basically two of the best catch and shoot three point guys on the team that opens up the floor for you. So when you're working in the off season, what is it specifically that you're working on to attack those closeouts, to get downhill, to finish more consistently right hand, left hand? Uh, is it is it footwork? Is it timing? What are the things specifically that you that you kind of work through each day? Yeah, it's basically like kind of putting yourself in a position of, you know, you being out there on the court that next year, especially like, I mean, this year. So um, I put myself in a position where I'm the, I'm the guy that's supposed to get everybody that shot, supposed to get everybody going in general. Um, because there's nobody out there that, you know, is kind of in my position, sort of. Maybe, like, you know, obviously we got CJ and uh, um, and Norman and Dame. But, you know, if, if one of those two is out, then it's, it's kind of, you know, my responsibility to do that. And so, um, you know, even even the past couple of weeks, like, you know, the coaching staff has been, you know, pushing me to become more vocal, be more intentional in everything I do, which has been great because, you know, that's the thing that I voiced to them that I wanted to be. And, um, you know, they've been challenging me each and every day to to become that and to get better at that. So, um, you know, I'm just, you know, grateful. You know, they they see a lot in me and, um, you know, they're pushing me to become great. And they see, you know, that I can be, you know, a, a pretty good basketball player. This is your first new coaching situation where you go from one guy to another guy. Just kind of curious. I know it's early and camp starts next Tuesday, but I'm just kind of curious. And what 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 jumps out that's different? what Chauncey's doing or Chauncey kind of gives you advice. Like, like what's different about Chauncey from uh, Terry? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's a, 
it's a it's a difference because I never really like you know Terry was only my only coach in the league, so you know coming here and you know going to the gym and seeing like all new faces, it was kind of it was kind of crazy to me, but you know it was kind of cool because it's it's a fresh start and you be able to gain a new relationship with a player, you know, uh, uh, you know, arguably a Hall of Fame point guard you know, and that's somebody that's coaching you and teaching you. So all you want to do is just learn from them and, um, you know, have the opportunity to be coached by them. So I think it's going to be a great force to have somebody like him to, to coach us and um, teach us everything he's learned because he's won championships, a championship as well. So, you know, I think, you know, I think he's going to be great for us. He's going to, he understands a player's mindset to the fullest. Um, he's been in every situation as, as a player. Remember, he not playing, so he can understand you know, everybody's viewpoints from the bottom of the roster to the top. So um, I think he's going to be great for us just in general as a person to relate to and um, kind of understand what we go through from day to day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You kind of mentioned, obviously, Chauncey's background as a player and his growth throughout his career. Uh, This is a question from, hilariously, has the same name as me, at Daniel Paul 12 how have you trained to be a ball distributor versus a shooter scorer? I'm going to take that a step further. Have you talked to Chauncey about what it's like to be a, a floor general, to be a leader, to be that guy that sets the table for everything else kind of for that second unit? Yeah, he said um, he he pretty much explains every every situation to me if I have a question or he sees something. Um, essentially, he, he 
you know, kind of simplifies it for me. Like, um, we want you to do what you do best, essentially. Um, but he's kind of teaching me which ways to kind of implement everybody else within doing what you do best as well. So um, he said it's really not no rocket science rocket science too he doesn't want him to go out there and you know try to get 10 assists a game and stuff like that and and do some stuff that's not you know to my strength so he just he basically preached to me do what you do and we're going to teach you you're going we're going to have a lot of conversations we're going to teach you you know how to how to implement that in running the team so um you know we've always had you know great conversations about that with everybody on the coaching staff well, and it, it feels like such a big year, Ant, because of, of your position that you're in right now and, and how you work with the second unit. I saw the picture with you and Dame working out. I'm just kind of curious. I know you, you've been around Dame for so long now and you're practicing with him. You know, any any different kind of conversations this offseason working together about, hey, man, new role, like expectations, stuff like that? Like, what was that like working with Dame this offseason, knowing how big a year this was for you? No, of course. He, know, he knows it's a big year for me as well. And, um, you know, he just teaches me, like, you know, it's time right here. It's, it's, it's no perfect situation right now. A fresh start, um, you know, a new coach, like new coaching staff, new everybody. So um, this is the time to kind of prove yourself to them. And then once you, once you get the opportunity, because um, he, you know, he understands how good I am. So, um, you know, how good I can be as well. So I think, you know, having him in my corner, like I said, I always said, it's always been great because he's always, you know, pushed me to – to the heights that I couldn't even realize that I, I could get to it, especially as a cerebral player as well. So um, I think, you know, him, you know, just basically being in my corner is is what propels me as, as well to to become better. You've talked about like what, what you're good at right now. And when we sit back and we watch you, you're a great catch and shoot player. You can get your shot off any anywhere. You're, you're a natural shot creator. But this is a question I think, um, that I've seen asked a lot uh, as far as like questions that were put in. Um, this is from Harry. He says, what's the skill that, that you want to improve the most the, this offseason going into this year? What is the thing that you're, you look at your game right now and you say, I'm here, I want to get to there, and this is how I'm going to do it? Yeah, like like I said, I've been working on this offseason finishing. Um, you know, I, I've, I was never really the, the, the guy that, you know, there's a bulldog that gets to the rim. Even when I was growing up, I always, you know, kind of went to jumpers and floaters and stuff like that. So um, basically kind of forcing myself, you know, just to attack the rim, even like when we're playing pickup and stuff this, you know, this past couple of weeks, I've been trying to, you know, kind of force myself to see those plays because I already know I can score. So I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to see the passing play, everything I can to, to get to the rim no matter like the, what the situation is, obviously if I have the jump shot, I'm going to take it, but you know, getting to the rim is probably, you know, the thing that, that I most want to emphasize and obviously, you know, defense as well. Um, getting back to, to where I was at the end of the season, being locked in defensively. So um, I think those are the three things. Do you feel like that's an area and cause Chauncey's brought up defense a couple of times, Neil brought it up. Obviously it was a point of emphasis last year and, and, and you guys weren't able to maybe fare as well. Do you feel like that's an underrated part of your game that you may be able to show us this year is you're one of those valuable defenders that can really help this team take the jump from near the bottom to, to the mid to the top tier of, of defensive teams this year. Do you feel like that's a quality that maybe people haven't recognized enough in you? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, like the coach that was telling me all the time, and I believe in myself, like, um, you know, I have good feet. I can move well. I'm athletic. Um, I have long arms. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be, you know, an exceptional defender, at least, you know, at most be a, a good defender. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, you know, taking that step forward and being very, um, like, initiate me wanting to be that that great defender and the coaches being on me about it is is one of those things that you know I want to I want to do and I want to be you mentioned that the second half of the season and this kind of gets lost because of the way the season ended unfortunately you did show tremendous growth defensively um to be honest the first probably third of the season was subpar for you defensively and mm-hmm. the assistant coaches at the time had, had mentioned that as well what what changed what was it that Post All Star break, because you did, you looked like a better defender on pretty much every level. You you didn't get lost, you didn't die on screens, you were more much more active in passing lanes. Was it did things slow down? Was it watching tape? What was it that, that switch flip? Because there was a, a marked growth, much like what we saw with Gary the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, I, you know, people ask me that all the time. Like some people ask me about it, but I honestly like something it was just a switch honestly like like you said it was like I kind of understood exactly what the defense wanted to do just by understanding offense in general um because like you know what I mean if somebody dropping baseline I automatically in my head I would be thinking as a as a offensive player okay somebody's gonna has to drift to the corner so as a defender I'm looking at like okay the dude's gonna drift to the corner so I'm gonna I'm gonna bait him to to touch up the corner and that's when I end up getting steals and kind of playing a you know a cat and mouse game with you know the person has the ball if I'm off ball and stuff like that you know and all ball it's just it's a lot of a lot of his experience as well um and like you know these guys are great great screeners um it takes a minute for some a lot of people to understand like the way of getting around the screen or waiting to maneuver your body to get around one. So, you know, I, like when my coach, the coaching staff last year, they helped me out with that a lot. And um, they they basically taught me, like, you know, this is what you need to do to get on the court. And I I had to, you know, figure it out and figure out which ways I can, you know, be able to get into the game. What kind of things have you learned? You're going into year four, Ant, and I, I'd imagine there was a transition going from the IMG to the NBA. We were like, oh, oh, everybody's as good as me or better. Like, what have you learned now? You're going into year four. What has the NBA taught Anthony Simons as a basketball player? It has taught me um, – man, I've learned, I've learned a lot, a lot. Like, I, you know, some things I think about when, when think what people do is it's still mind-boggling to me how, you know, how cerebral every, every player is, especially the good ones, like, you know, like crazy stuff they're thinking about. Like they're running a play to make sure this guy gets in help weak side so you can swing the ball across. So he, because we know this guy is the weakest defender. So he, if he's on close out the whole game, then we know we have a good chance of, of, you know, getting good shots each and every time. Stuff like that is, it's pretty crazy to think about in the midst of a game because, you know, I'm just coming from IMG. I'm used to like, to be like, just going out there playing naturally. And, you know, every everybody in the NBA is is very good naturally too as well. So, um, 
you just look for things that, you know, separate each other. And that's what the good players do. They, they think everything two steps ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say it's chess. It really is chess. Like they're thinking they're running a play, but they're already thinking about the, the second or third pass or the second or third possession. Like that's, that's crazy. You always hear the expression. It's like playing chess, but then you hear it from guys like you and it's just nice no, it's, to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's real. Like, like even when I'm out there, like playing pickup and um, I'm thinking about things like trying to be intentional of, being vocal out there with people. And um, you really have to think about like, okay, this is the time right now to, to do this, be aggressive right now. And then two or three plays, you be aggressive, maybe you score, you score, maybe you go again, try to be aggressive again. If you don't try to get somebody else involved. Okay, what did, what did this guy do well? What do I need to put this guy in a position to, to be his best self as well? Uh, maybe it's a double screen down for, you know, Norman so he can get downhill because that's, you know, that's where he's at his best is when he's getting downhill, he's being he's being aggressive. So, and thinking about, like, who's backside in the, in, in the midst of all that. So, it's like, it's almost like your brain is hurting. <laughs> I was going to say, you have this look on your face, like you're already thinking back to your second or rookie year where you had a moment, you're like, what the hell? They thought of that? Like, I get to see it yeah, operating like, that way. So, like, it's almost something that you got to do every day and, until it gets natural. So, um, yeah, like I'm in, I've been working on that a lot. And it, like I said, like it makes, it makes your brain like kind of go crazy when you're thinking about it. Taking that to the next level. This is um, something that I, I think gets lost often. The difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball. When that scouting report changes from, you know, this big to this big. Cerebrally, what what does that do for you going in, into year four, where you've got a team right now that you're loading up and, and you're looking to rebound off of last season's performance? You've got to handle business before you get there. But when you get there, how different of a game is it in the playoffs from the regular season? You know, it's obviously it's much different. Um, but it you know it's it's you know everybody's it's more exciting because you you got this one this one team that you're focused on. It's not like, you know, you, you're on a back-to-back -back and you got to focus on this team, focus on another team. It's like one team and you got to, you obviously got to match up with one person and you just studying that one guy and you're going at it for, you know, possibly seven games. So it's fun. It's very, it's like, you know, a lot of people say like, this is where the fun starts. Like, it's real. Like, it's, it's very fun to be in the midst of that in the most competitive atmosphere, right, at that moment. And, um, you know, because... You know, a lot of guys just a switch goes on for a lot of, you know, most guys as soon as the playoffs start. So you can see it, you know, and you can feel, you know, the intensity of the game and how much more locked in guys are. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You got Dennis Smith Jr. You got Quinn Cook coming in fighting for roster spots. You got, you got a bunch of other new guys coming in from the bench unit. I, I'm just curious. You also have a decent amount of returning players. Uh, is this the most competitive you think camp has been in your tenure in Portland? A lot of people kind of pushing each other, guys fighting for jobs. Like, And, and also, how beneficial do you think that could be for you guys this year? I think it's going to be good. Um, I think this, this is probably the most competitive, if not one of them, um, for sure. Um, just getting a whole bunch of guys that's been there before been every every possible situation possible where they was playing else he wasn't playing now they now they some people are fighting for roster spots so i think it's going to make the the camp competitive on all spectrums of you know guys are going to be going at each other and um you know just just fighting and it's going to make it's going to make camp that much more fun Speaking of camp, you got a couple new guys in uh, with varying skill sets. You've got Tony Snell, obviously a catch and shoot guy coming out of Atlanta. Uh, the trade acquisition for for Larry Nance Jr. Uh, and Cody Zeller. What have you seen just kind of playing pick up with those guys and, and getting involved? That you know you, it makes you think, oh, we can do this. I can do this. As far as like how that's going to integrate into your game, because to be honest, those guys are all slated at least depth chart wise to be on that second unit with you. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have a lot of you know communication about um what we like and you know trying kind of getting a feel for each other you know but like you know Cody Cody's a, a very smart player just been playing with him uh very good you know very good teammate um you know he's he's a a great a great great guy honestly like he's he's a good dude and um Larry as well like he's he's always talking to me like you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be open and he, he's gonna be setting good screens and um you know we're gonna be working together a lot so um, kind of just gaining that chemistry with each other and kind of understanding what, you know, it's great to to know that they understand what they're there for and what they need to do in order for, for us to win. So um, it makes everything that much easier to kind of gauge throughout the season, you know, what we need to do and what we need to do better. You guys had COVID obviously shut the season down. Then you get back, you do the bubble. The season starts a couple months later you have a 10 game less schedule, but everything's kind of condensed and it's quick and it's move, move, move to the next game. Did, did it feel like a real off season for you? Cause it feels like this might be a two year type process that people don't think enough about is these off seasons have been kind of odd. Has this one felt more normal? Does this feel like more normal to you where the body clock is like, Hey, it's September, it's October. It's time to get back into basketball. How would that, how's that whole thing been just kind of condensing everything together since COVID hit? Um, I don't, I mean, it, people say like it's been a short offseason, but it, it kind of didn't, didn't really feel like it, honestly. 
Um, it felt like it was a, it was about normal than what it was. Obviously, we had like summer league in August, but um, I think everything has been pretty much normal. And honestly, um, I was able to get the proper rest, get the proper uh, training. Um, so I kind of, you know, set my set my schedule up for my summer to be very productive and um, kind of getting ready for this year. How how weird was last year for you guys? Just in general, like the whole season? Just kind of, the, yeah, you guys did the testing stuff and no fans and then some fans um, at the end, the schedule, all that. It was it was weird at first seeing no fans, but um, we kind of got used to it very quickly. Um, we had, like, the testing stuff got repetitive, so we were kind of used to it by then. And um, everything really just got, you know, normalized. But I think this year is going to be – it's going to be weird, you know, because we haven't seen, like, full fans, like – to where it's like core size seats and all that stuff. It's going to be weird. You haven't seen it in like a year and a half, two years. When you look at the way this season is going, what for you, your 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 personal goals and expectations, what do those look like as you're getting ready to start the season? Um, First of all, like one of my one of my goals is particularly in training camp is to basically separate myself from, you know, anybody that's that's like competing with me as well. So, um, I want to, you know, take that step step forward and be into the, that conversation of being that guy. So um, that's a personal goal for me. Does being um, that guy entail like a sixth man of the year kind of a deal, or what, what are we talking? Yeah, that's yeah. If I'm sixth man, then most improved. That type of stuff is is you know obviously any it should be anybody's goal in general to um, have that type of accolades as well. And um, just obviously, like I said, I want to shoot. Uh, more than 42%. I shot 42 last year, 41.9, something like that, right? Um, I want to shoot like maybe 44, 45. I think that'll be that'll be very big for me. So um, those are kind of like the personal goals, you know, and obviously um, go farther in the playoffs and compete for a championship this year is the, is the main goal, you know, as, for me and as a team. Yeah, the West was interesting. Like you had some teams make real movement, like the Lakers are an entirely different group. They just got AD LeBron. You got a lot of teams coming back. Utah bringing it back. You got Denver, who's missing Murray, but they're bringing their group back. How 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 have you viewed like kind of the, what the West has done this offseason and how you guys kind of stack up against all these teams? Um, I think I mean obviously you got a lot of people moving around. Uh, that's just that feels like a, a normal year in the West. <laughs> <laughs> West has it's never always, been weak since you've been in the league. So it's always been competitive each and every game. So. Um, you know, what I mean, it's just every you know every night is gonna be a dog fight again. Um, so, but you know, I think I think we stack up well. We have a, a very good roster. Um, a lot of a lot of guys that do you know a lot of things very well. Um, I think a lot of guys are just gonna do their job, and and we're gonna be successful in that way because you know we got guys that can do each and everything. So um, I think you know once we you know mesh together well, and we start getting the training camp and you know game that chemistry, I think. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be another great season. Well, I want to get a couple rapid fire questions before we get you out of here. This is from Derek Conrad, Eric Derek C underscore ninety nine. What's your best story from Dame's wedding? Best story? Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, man, that was a fun wedding. It I looked mean, like I, it. <laughs> yeah, it was a very fun wedding. Uh, I can't honestly, but um, yeah, it was a it was a fun night. I mean, obviously you got. Um, people performing, um, 
you got Snoop Dogg coming in. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, did Did you know all the acts were going to be there ahead of time? I knew Snoop Dogg was going to be there. Okay. Somebody like maybe like two hours before. Okay. He came out. Hey, so. Danny, this is a veteran answer by a young guy. Uh-huh. This is a guy that knows not to expose too much information <laughs> about a super private event. He's like, hey, Snoop Dogg was there. Yeah. It, it, it made the cameras. <laughs> it was on the reel. We're good to go here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is this is from Nibble at Nibble uh, underscore two by two. What's your favorite food in Portland? Favorite food? Yeah. Here in Portland. Mm, uh, I mean, I'm a. I'm, I live in Lake Oswego, so there's really nothing like crazy close. I've been to a couple of places around here. They've been pretty, pretty good. I don't really remember the names though. They have like a another, of, another veteran move, keeping the sponsorship opportunities up. You I like really it? <laughs> I really don't remember. It's a, it's a couple of places around here, but I want to go to that. Uh, my um, my friend Eli here was telling me to go to this wing spot. I forgot what it was. You probably know it. It's probably they asked what's the best wing spot out here, and they it, I forgot what it was called. You know, I, I don't know. I, I got to look it up now because if it's on that fire side, on the town, I... is it fire on the mountain? Yeah, fire on the mountain. Oh, okay. Fire on the mountain. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah, it's a good spot. no, that. Yeah, I, see, I always think of the one down on. Is it Mississippi? I think that's. I always forget there's one on the other side of town now. So. Oh yeah, there is one on Mississippi. Yeah, yeah I always forget there's one oh. down there now. So, um, th- there was another question in here. Uh, we, you and I have talked about this over the years. Um, this is from Julio Cantu. Uh, what are your thoughts on being an NBA athlete on social media? As a tool, do you feel empowered by it? As entertainment, is it still fun? And as a platform, any interest in growing it or using it more going forward? Does he mean like, okay, so like as an athlete, being on social media? Yeah. Uh, Just got, I think your 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 holistic view of social media in general, and as a tool, and 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 as a as a vessel to kind of go back and forth. Uh. I mean, me personally, like, particularly, like, maybe Instagram. I'm not – I mean, I, I like Instagram. I'm a big Instagram guy, but, um, you know what I mean? I, I like – I just post some pictures whenever I kind of feel like it. Or, like, well, it's a good picture. I'll post it. But, like, you know, Twitter is my thing, so I have fun on it. So I, lo- I like to just look at Twitter and, w- like, watch funny stuff. Um, but that's, like, that's what everything means. Obviously, you can make a lot of money off, you know, social media and having that social media platform. And that's kind of the one thing I'm trying to get better at is being more active. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were trying to be better at making more money. And I was like, well, that's a, that's an admirable goal too. But I, th- I think you're doing no, well like, there. Being more active on, on, on social media um, is one of the things that I need to get better at. But uh, yeah, Twitter's my thing. Like I like having fun on Twitter. Like I like, you know, interacting with like interacting like I'm a normal person. That's kind of my thing on Twitter. How did you view the name, image, likeness stuff in college? You've seen these athletes making crazy amounts of money. Oh yeah, that's that's great. I mean, a lot of these guys are quote like stars, like even before they get to to the like professional level. So, um, they bring in a lot of money for each school and the NCAA in general. So, I think that's that's great for them for them to finally be able to reap the benefits of you know their hard work of you know, being a great player, um, you know, a great student athlete. Have you guys uh, come together yet and figured out what songs the rookies going to dance to yet? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm in year four, man. <laughs> I, I think you're 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 going up for your next contract. I think you're you're allowed to have a little bit of input now, right? Look, I'm just now. I'm, 
I'm just now happy about uh, getting a parking spot in the front. (laughs) (laughs) Few vets leave, a few spots open up. You're not not walking a few blocks now. But it's like if somebody if somebody gets signed and it's like, well, it's like he might be older than me and then back to the back again. Do, do you get to pick out the backpacks or is that up to Damon CJ to pick out the backpacks for the rooks? Yeah, that's still not up to me. Mm, that's too bad. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah. Give it time. Well, hey, man, uh, really appreciate you coming on here. Uh, best of luck this year. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely circle back. Uh, hopefully we can get you around all-star break if you aren't competing in the dunk contest, three-point contest, and everything else. Um, we love having you on. It's, it's been crazy watching you grow over the last three years. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time. All right, man? All right. Appreciate y'all. Hey, no problem, buddy. Take care. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.